Welcome back to season two of the Ivy League Prep Academy podcast, equipping you to successfully pursue the college of your dreams. We believe everyone deserves to reach their full potential and the admissions process shouldn't hold you back. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Ivy League Prep Academy podcast. I'm really excited again today because we have my favorite type of podcast, an interview with one of my own students. Today we have Ava DiNapoli with us and her story is just so relatable and so exciting because I think so many listeners can listen in and say, I totally get exactly where she's coming from. And also she's just made incredible progress in a very short period of time. And I'm excited to hear and and let Ava kind of talk through this entire journey for the audience and, and help those of you who are listening to understand how you might be able to do the same. And so Ava, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day, your busy schedule to join us and to share your story with us. Thanks for joining us today, Ava. Yeah, of course. Wonderful. Let's start off by just helping the audience understand where you were at uh, and why you decided to join the Ivy League Challenge in the first place. I think that's an important start uh, to this conversation. So what was the problem that you were trying to solve that, that brought you to me or brought you to the Ivy League Challenge in the first place? Do you remember? Yeah, so I think the original problem was just that the competition to get into a college now is so high. At first, I think I was just trying to do as many extracurricular activities as possible. I was trying to just get the best grades, but I really didn't have anything specific that made me unique compared Mm. to any of the other applicants who are going to be applying in a few years. So I was doing multiple multiple things out of side of school. I was doing speech and debate. I was doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and I was just trying to take in as many things as possible. But then I started to realize it really wasn't setting me aside because I didn't focus on any of these things. I was Mm. decent and like good at all of them, but I was never brilliant at any of them. So I don't think it really ever helped my story much because it was just so much like nonsense going around. (laughs) So then um, I wanted to also start an impact project because again, I was trying to find more things to do. But then my ideas were all over the place and me and my mom never really agreed on what kind of impact project I should be doing. I kind of thought about doing something for menstrual products and then I want to work with mental health too, but I really just, I didn't know how to go about it at all. So oh my, my mom, uh, my mom has always been really invested in it as well. She like looks up a lot of things and she tries to help me as much as possible. So she kind of started looking for programs that could help me figure out how to like get my impact project started. And then that's when we first found the um, Ivy League Challenge, which helped me a lot. Even from our first meeting, I think I just kind of got my thoughts together as I had to explain to you what I was going through. Mm, Yeah, well, I remember that first meeting uh, with the three of us. And I remember that there was some kind of frustration about, you know, what is the right way to do this? And I remember you did have a few different ideas, you know, reducing the stigma around menstrual products or, 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 you know, menstruation in general. Uh, and I remember you were even talking about like creating a product or creating something. And and so there were all these ideas at the time. But clearly, even before you came and talked to me, you began to realize that, man, there's only so much time in the day with all of your classes. It's pretty hard to add speech and debate and a bunch of clubs and a job and jujitsu or whatever. You write a sport, music and, and everything. And so you decided to kind of try to stand out through a project but you didn't know how to get started with the project. Was that frustrating? How did the emotion, how did it feel as you were trying to solve that problem, trying to figure out how you were going to stand out? What what was that like just kind of emotionally? 
I think it really felt like there was just no end to the frustration. It seems like everything would just keep adding up and then I wouldn't ever get my thoughts sorted out because as I get closer to having to apply to college, I would need more things. So it just felt like I had to keep adding on. And I really just didn't know how to eliminate things that didn't matter at the time. Mm. And I think I would be doing so much after school and so much with school that I would get home late at every night, like to nine or 10 o'clock. And then by that time, I'd still have to do um, just my own things at home and to do homework. And I really wasn't getting a lot of sleep at all either. Because on top of that, I also wanted time to like, do um to time to take off for myself. So I think I was going to bed really late every night and then having to wake up really early in the morning to get ready for school. So sleep also played a big factor into it. And I think it really created a negative mindset just about my life because I didn't know how to organize my thoughts and I was very sleep deprived. And I felt like I just had so much going on. It was really overwhelming and it felt really frustrating because I didn't know how to fix any of it or how to really get through it. My goodness, you just described so many people. Uh, And so thank you for putting that into words. Now you've been through the course. Um, What's different now? Well, there's that huge section just about sleep in general, which helped a lot (laughs) because I kind of started prioritizing my sleep. And I will say sometimes it is hard to manage to get enough sleep, but I still really think about it every night. And I think that sleep is really important, which I didn't realize as much before, because before I was just trying to cram everything in. But now that I've eliminated other things and I'm getting more sleep, I feel a lot better throughout the day. And then also you talked a lot about just getting rid of the activities that don't matter, which made everything feel so much more organized because really now I can focus on my impact project and just on school and the few clubs that I do. And I'm being a lot more productive because it allows me to get a lot farther with them since I'm not trying to do so much at once. Mm. And I think it's just benefited me a lot because I felt less overwhelmed and I feel like I'm just being a lot more productive throughout the day. Wow. Wow. That is so great. I am so happy for you. Um, just my 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 heart is, is just warm right now. This just feels amazing. Uh, so take us to the moment, if you could, in the Ivy League Challenge when you realized that things were changing, when you realized your problem, all that frustration, all of that, you know, pent up energy, that it was actually resolving, that it was, the problem was being solved. I think that was sometime during the first, uh, sometime during the second quarter of the school year, because I had just started, I just ended all of like the first big tests and I started to get to know everyone. And then I kind of got settled into school. And when I started really thinking about how much sleep I got and what kind of activities I'd be taking, just everything felt a lot more calm throughout the day. Mm. I felt I, like I had a lot more time to just focus on myself and what I wanted to do. And I had more time to actually put in the effort to study properly for my tests. And recently, my grades have gone a lot better. So I think it's just shown up in a lot of different things in my everyday life. It was really subtle at first, but now looking back, I realized everything is so much more organized and I'm not nearly as stressed as I was a few months ago. Amazing. Amazing. Was there like a moment in class that stood out to you? You mentioned the sleep. So week one, for those that uh, I I know a lot of my listeners are my actual students, but some have never been in my class. So the very first thing we talk about after, you know, me encouraging people to be ambitious. There's nothing wrong with ambition. And I I really want to make that clear. But as soon as we talk about ambition, we shift to, but we need to keep it healthy, right? 
it's very easy for healthy ambition to tip over into desperation and for that ambition to become toxic. And so uh, that's kind of that first week. And then immediately from that conversation, we dive into, all right, you need to take care of your body. And it begins with sleep. And so it sounds like that may have been one of those moments right from week one, you probably didn't see that coming. But was there a moment in class that kind of really uh, stood out to you? I think um, one of the biggest things that stood out to me was, I think it was when we were rating ourselves each day. Mm. And then because when we started rating ourselves each day, that forced me to actually think about um, how productive I was being or how efficient I was doing everything. So when we started doing that, I think at first I realized I really wasn't doing anything as efficiently as I wanted to. But as I continued to rate myself each day, it became more clear to me. And then I think during school, I've just, I just started to feel a lot more energized and a lot more focused and same thing at home. I started to feel more efficient and like I would, um, go study more often. I'd go to like cafes or bookstores to study. And I think everything just felt just a lot more clear because I started yeah. to do that. Oh, that's so great. That's one of my favorite tools. So starting with week two, then it sounds like, and then it may have taken a little bit of time to get that going. So somewhere around that first phase between weeks two and four is when things really transform for you. That is so wonderful. Thank you for sharing all of that. Now that we've finished the course, um, tell us what it's like. You, you've mentioned that you're better organized you're getting better sleep, your grades have improved. Um, any Anything else that you've noticed before we get into your impact project? I think it's mainly just that I have more of a clear path on how I'm going to go about things now. Because before, like I said, I was just taking in as much as possible. But now I kind of am focused on my impact project. And I kind of know like what kind of things I need to be implementing into my life in order to just be the best version of myself. Because I stopped caring so much about how I'm going to be perceived on a college application rather than focusing on myself and my own project and just going as far as I can. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. Amazing. All right. So let's transition to your impact project. Uh, First things first, we begin introducing the whole concept of an impact project and the different frameworks for how problems are solved. Remember in week five, when we talk about all the questions that we want to answer, you know, would you want to do this long term if it had nothing to do with college prep? Is this something you see yourself doing professionally? All this kind of build up. But it's in week five when we first brainstorm our ideas. So can you walk us through the origin of or, or the journey that you went through to get to your current impact project? And then we'll get into what that project is. How, how did you get there? Well, at first, I felt so overwhelmed and frustrated because I had so many ideas, but none of them felt like they were really me. Like it felt like I was just trying to impress a college rather than something I actually cared about. So I had like ideas to go and interview people. I wanted to work with like menstruation. Those are things that I care a lot about, but I knew they weren't something that I would continue doing throughout college or I would Mm -hmm. really, really care about as much as I could. Mm -hmm. And then my mom actually had me watch a documentary it was about um, it was about school shootings, and it was started talking about mental health and how that played a huge role in just the minds of those who start school shootings. And it really put me in the position to think about what were the root causes and how I can help. Because mental health has always been something I've cared a lot about. I had a um, in the past there was a school shooting nearby me, and wow. it kind of caused me um, kind of made me think about just the situation we're in. And I started being homeschooled because of it. I started to get really scared to go to school every day. And my mom obviously 
wanted to keep me safe. So she was very supportive of me being homeschooled. And I did that for a little while. I realized it wasn't really for me. But then I also realized at the time that I think I was so scared about school shootings, but I never really thought about why they even happened. So by watching the documentary, I realized that mental health just plays such a big role in it. And I've also just seen so many of my friends have mental health issues. And in the past, stress has just built up so much for myself that I really wanted to help the issue. So then I started to think about when it really started. And I think that mental health really goes back to when you're really young. And when you're like at a really young age, that's when you're still building your habits. So I really wanted to create a curriculum that can be placed in preschools so that these little kids could start learning how to prioritize themselves and their own mental health. Mm, amazing. I mean, anyone who's listening in, if, if you don't feel something in your heart right now as a human being, thinking about teenagers and preteens that have to think about and worry about school shootings and your very real response to that as a human, that you were scared and you wanted to stay home. And then that evolved just recently into this, well, what can I do about it? Um, beyond inspiring to me. I mean, I just, I feel so absolutely touched and inspired uh, by that. That's the, this is the first time I've heard you explain it in this way. I didn't know all of that history to this, uh, even though I, we've talked about your project many times, I didn't know that you were scared that you stayed home from school. Um, I, I'm just, I, I don't know how anyone, I don't know how anyone can listen to this and not be touched, not feel inspired. So you want to work with young children to develop the mental health, the resilience, the mindset that is more empowering and more healthy compared to all the stress and the frustration and eventually the kind of shame or self-loathing or whatever those emotions are that lead to violent outbursts, including school shootings. Um, and you've seen in your own classmates kind of this, what we read about, in the, you know, those of us who are adults, we read about in, in newspapers and articles about this kind of mental health epidemic among teenagers and young people. You're saying, I, I see it firsthand, like I, it's real. Uh, and so you want to do something about it and you feel like it begins in younger ages. Um, but you're not a mental health expert. You're not a psychiatrist or, a, or anything uh, like that, what, what, what are you doing then to kind of begin your journey to solve this problem? Yeah. So I think I started when I really started thinking about how I was never given a proper mental health education ever. Teachers just kind of throw it at you. Okay. And I realized that it might also have something to do with the lack of structure for teachers. So I started first reaching out to a few teachers and talking to them about their own experience and what they're provided in order to give to their kids. And then on top of that, I reached out to a few psychologists. I think the first one I reached out to had never gone back to me, but I kept reaching out. And then in the same day, I had like three people respond to me and they really wanted to help me. And I was just so excited. Like yeah. in the moment, I was so happy that people wanted to help. And I was surprised that it really went from nothing to having people to talk to in only a day's time because they had all responded the day I sent the email. So I had scheduled the days to talk to them. And then I got to meet with, um, I think I got to meet with two psychologists and a previous school psychologist, as well as two teachers. And so far, it's just been so helpful because I don't have this knowledge on my own. 
I kind of understand the problem to the extent that I've seen it. But talking to these people have really shown me just the problems that their students are facing, the problems that the kids who go to these psychologists are facing, and really the different methods they go about helping the situation and how I'm going to use it in order to help to form the curriculum that I want to make. Yeah, amazing. I just want to highlight a few of the things for my own students who I know do listen to this podcast. Those of you who have been through the program, listen to what Ava did, right? We talk about using experts and joining communities that, you know, riding the current of an organization that has been trying to solve the problem that you want to solve. If they've been working to solve it for a decade or more, they can help you tremendously. And so you've experienced that. And the second thing that I want to just pause and, and highlight for a second, um, you emailed. These are not people, it sounds like, these are not people that you, you know, asked mom and dad to introduce you to or, you know, that you hired or spent $10,000 to be connected with a mentor. You used, I'm assuming, the email templates from, from our course uh, and you used the research methods that we talked about in class and you just found these people and contacted them and th these were the results. It sounds like you had six people respond. Uh, in in how long would you say from first email to the sixth response? How long did that take? Well, pretty much all of them responded the same day that I emailed. Mm -hmm. There was one in specific that I got his contact through one of my teachers at school. Okay. And it took a few weeks because for some reason, neither of us were receiving each other's emails. But then eventually we got it sorted out, which I was really happy about. Yeah. And then it even led to one of them told me that she has a group of interns that need the um, that need the experience, and she would love for them to be able to help me along this too. So it kind of just um, gave me more connections. Each one kind of had one or two people that they knew, and then that psychologist in specific had a whole team of interns that are willing to help me too. So yeah, I, man, I just hope everyone in the Ivy League Challenge is listening with both ears right now. Okay, you're doing this exactly right, Ava. So. Uh, almost immediate response when everyone says you can't cold email, you can't find anyone, you have to pay $10,000 to find a mentor. Uh, you've got some incredible evidence that that is not true. And, and like we've talked about this with dozens of other students as well, right? Everyone that does this, just trust the system. You'll connect with these people. So now you've connected. Now you've interviewed teachers. You've asked them what kind of help they need. You've interviewed experts, asked them how you can meet the needs of the teachers. You have a team of interns, an army of interns ready to help you. Um, where are you at right now? Tell us, tell us what you're working on now. So right now, I'm still just going through all of the notes that I've taken. And I have all the recordings from the interviews that I did. So I'm just going through all the research I have in order to start forming the curriculum that I'm planning to give out to preschools. So I'm also going to reach out to local preschools near me and see kind of what they need and what they're willing to take from me. And then I'm just trying to put everything together onto, I'm not sure how yet, I was thinking about making a website and just having different tabs of different methods that teachers can use and the research mm. behind it and maybe making a few blogs that can just kind of document, one, my own journey, and two, also what these researchers and what these psychologists are saying about their stories as well. Wow. Wow, how exciting is that? So your, your, your vision right now is to create a, a database of resources for all teachers, not just for one preschool somewhere locally. You want to create a database where a teacher can say, look, I, I need to, um, I, 
yeah, it, it can go to for resources to help out their preschool aged children. And that means any teacher anywhere in the world could benefit from this. And, and so right now you are, you are kind of formulating the different types of support that you can provide and, and you're figuring out how to put that onto a website to make it free and accessible for everyone. And then you're saying you also have this vision of kind of clarifying your journey and the way that people can use this by either writing blog posts or creating a guide to use the resources or some other, that's kind of where your thoughts are right now to, to create a database of resources and then a guide to be able to take advantage of that database. Yeah, definitely. And then I've also had just ideas floating around that could go with that. Like I was thinking about making a few children's books and I just get it published through Amazon and provide them to the preschools, just different resources that teachers can use and that I can provide for them, especially because I want to try and bring this to more low income areas because I feel like that's the type of places that I could really benefit. Wow. Oh my goodness. I am so excited for you. So you are not only making incredible momentum, but your picture of how this might evolve is beginning to clarify. It's beginning to become more clear. Is that, is yeah. that how it feels to you as well? That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Honestly, I have no idea where it'll end, but yeah. I do know like a lot of the different steps I want to take. Well, and remember, so again, uh, another highlight for Ivy League Challenge students, right? We don't try to anticipate where it's going to end. We plant the seed and allow the project to grow, to take on a life of its own. It's going to exceed your expectations if you follow the steps that we that we teach. And, and already, Ava, this is really exciting. I mean, you've got something here. How, how do you feel? I feel great because... You know, for so long, I just had no idea what I wanted to do and everything just felt so overwhelming. But now I just feel so happy because there are people that want to help. There are people that are really interested in making sure this can actually get to preschools. And it just makes me so excited to think about where this could go. Yeah, incredible. Now, how do your parents feel? I I know that that was kind of a family struggle for a little while. Uh, How are things on that front? Do do your parents feel good about about your growth and, and your progress here? Yeah, my mom is really excited too. And she's always looking into things to help. She really wants to make sure that this can go somewhere. And she's really happy that I finally found something I care about. And my dad too, he's very excited. He's very supportive of it. He thinks it's a really good idea. That's incredible. Well, it is. It's a phenomenal idea. Absolutely inspiring. I just have one last question. And obviously the the floor is open if you have other things that you wanted to share. But for, for students who maybe are a few years before you or just even just a few months uh, earlier on in this process, if they're hearing what you're saying and saying, wow, that journey is so inspiring, like that's what I want for myself. What advice do you have for someone that's a little bit further back on their process? How should they get started? What fears did you have that maybe you had to overcome? What advice would you give to yourself or someone like you from six months ago or 12 months ago? Uh, based on what you've discovered over the last, you know, six to 12 months? I really think it's just that you have to make the first step because for so long, I had so many ideas, but I could never make the first step to get anywhere because one, I felt like I would be judged by others. I was really scared to do this by myself for so long. I had been looking for a friend to try and do my impact project with. Mm. But when I tried doing that, it never really went anywhere because one of us was either unresponsive or we didn't really quite agree on some ideas. And it just felt like I didn't know where to go with it. 
So then I found the Ivy League Challenge and that really encouraged me and helped me take the first step, which is why I'm able to keep making progress. But at first, it just felt really scary to try and go anywhere with it because I had no idea where I'd go and I had no idea what people would think or say about it. How how important is it, based on what you've just said, how important is it that your project does align so nicely with your core values? Do you feel like that's one of the one of the keys as well? Yeah, I'd say it's really important because if you don't really care fully about what you're doing, sometimes it could be hard to stay motivated or it can be hard to just take the first step at all because you just don't really know what you want to do. So I think that once I really figured this out, it's helped me a lot to make the progress that I have so far and to have the motivation to keep making progress as well. Yeah, man, the difference between I want to do this project because it'll be so impressive versus I want to do this project to save children, right? To improve the mental health of the next generation, to empower teachers to save children. I mean, there's a big difference in your motivation between trying to be impressive versus trying to really solve a problem that matters to you, right? And I just, you have embodied that and there's just such a joy and a, you, you're beaming on video. I, I, at some point we need to get this on, on video so that people can see you, but the, the audio, I think that comes through as well. I think people can hear that th- this, is, this is really who you are. And I think it's amazing watching you grow and evolve just over the months from a little bit unsure, a little bit scared, a little bit you know unclear to just so much clarity, so much confidence, so much excitement. And mm-hmm. even now you're saying, I don't know where it's gonna end up. And is that stopping you? No, that's even more exciting, right? Because your mindset is exactly where it needs to be. It's exactly the healthy, ambitious, exciting, you know, that's what life should be about. And you are embodying it. And it's just incredible. I, I, I have so much admiration for you right now. Thank you so much. Yeah, I really am very excited and I really want to see where it goes. Can't wait. All right. Well, in that vein, uh, let's come back to this in, in let's call it five to six months. Come back and see where the project is and, and give an update. I'm sure that the listeners would love to hear that. Would that be okay with you? Yeah, of course. Awesome. Ava, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for inspiring us. And thank you most of all, for choosing to solve a problem that matters to you because it's going to make a difference and you're literally probably going to be saving lives. And I think that that's incredible. I don't know how we could overstate just how amazing and inspiring and wonderful that is. What a great way to use your energy, use your talents and and just live your core values to start solving a problem that really, really matters to you. So thank you for your example and thank you for joining us today to tell your story. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed this and I really enjoy talking about it too. So thank you for that. Oh, amazing. Music for this episode came from We Are Here by Declare P. I'm Steve Gardner. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and share with a friend. Thanks for listening.